What's up, man? Okay, having back fun. at it. We're having fun today. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome back to the Hope Dealers podcast. We are here at the Hope is Alive studio, coming to you live from Facebook, from Hope is Alive and Lance Lang, talking today year six. Yes. And year six, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch on, there's 67 staff members right now. Yes. Hope is Alive. So let's just jump right in. There's multiple teams that Hope is Alive. You know, there's the MMT, there's the POT team, the program team. Oh, you're team. doing a lot of acronyms, but yes. Yes. There's the media, media and mar- marketing team. team, the program team, recruiting and outreach team, finding hope, facilities, central office, community development. That's <laughs> probably all of them. Yeah. There's a lot. I think that. <laughs> Something like that. There's definitely more. I'm just kidding. No, I think that's it. Um, so just talk a little bit about the development of the staff yeah, and how that kind of starts to come together here in year six. Well, I think, um, caffeine is good. Caffeine is good. In light of where we're headed in 2019 Mm -hmm. and what we know is about to come, which is the explosion of our ministry, national footprint, really doubling, tripling in size in, in, in a couple years, 2018, I think, Anytime you see an explosion, you go back to, okay, was there a foundation built? Yeah. And I think you could probably trace that to anything in history. There's probably some kind of foundation that was built. If if the growth was able to be sustained, I'll say. Yeah. If there if there wasn't a foundation, it probably toppled eventually. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope and pray that, we, that we're going to be able to sustain. I think we are. And I think it's because of this year. Yeah. And I'll never forget the start. I mean, the very beginning of 2018 – we began, Allie and I, to meet with a lot of mentors around Oklahoma City and really be intentional about developing our staff. And, you know, sometimes you feel like you can't develop staff because there's only two, two other people <laughs> or it's just you um, or it's three people. Yeah. And we were doing, you know, good development and training and, and trying to, to lead, um, all, you know, do meetings and staff meetings and trainings and all those things. But Something about this year, we kind of hit a tipping point where we crossed over to, I think, maybe 10 to 15 staff members. 10 to 15, okay. Yeah, we're right around that mark. And it feels like we have a team. Yeah. And it feels almost as as a leader, like an obligation that I have to, to lead and inspire and to create things. And also, I would say heavy on the obligation side, because if I didn't, it would be chaos. Right. And nobody would know how to work with each other, talk to each other. And also at this point, the organization has grown so much where you're starting to need some ancillary components, mm. uh, some some jobs that, that are outside of like the absolute core of the core. Right. Um, you're able to maybe have the margin to have a, a marketing person on staff mm-hmm. or a facilities director on staff or an IT person on staff. Or you're able to replicate some of my positions on the development side, so we're able to hire somebody else to help me with fundraising. And so we were able to kind of catch some of this momentum, and we started the year off by hosting our very first all-staff retreat. All-staff retreat. And this has become a huge part of our culture. Um, And by the way, if you're looking to find a a job or a career, like we're about to be hiring a ton more people, so stay tuned to that. But – you know, all staff retreat came to be known as a, a, a place where we got to be refilled, yeah. where the vision was casted, where the culture was created and strengthened and deepened. And it all started from this very first one that we had. And I remember, remember going through in a large portion of that agenda, if you go back and look at it, we just talked about what 
is this room called? <laughs> Let's name this room. Okay. Because you might need to use this room. And if you don't know the name of this room, how can you reserve this room for a meeting? Right. Small things like language. Uh-huh. Naming conventions. Uh-huh. Uh, putting each everybody on the right team so that they knew who their team leader was. So it's not just like, I mean, I just work for Hope is Alive. Correct. <laughs> You know, like now it's kind of becoming an organization. Yes. And I think Allie and I's roles were beginning to be defined. Mm -hmm. And so I was taking these two or three teams. She was taking these two or three teams. And, you know, she might yawn and roll her eyes at this, but I just believe everything needs a name (laughs) and it might even need an acronym. And that language, I mean, names are help. What is helpful for what creates a tribe. Yes. And a tribe is what creates culture and carries culture forward. And we very much have infused all those kind of thoughts into how we've uh, built the DNA of Hope is Alive. And one thing you said that I kind of want to touch on is like, you know, it's become something that where you kind of get refilled a little bit. A big part of our staff at Hope is Alive is people that are either going through the program or have been through the program. And the reason I bring that up is because that means they're recovering alcoholics and drug addicts. Correct. And as drug addicts and alcoholics, we can get a touch selfish at yes. times and forget why it's so special to work here in the first place. Yeah. I know one recurring thing, and that's my favorite part about all staff retreat, I'll say, is that every retreat we have, there's at least half a dozen people that stand up and say, I'm just glad to work here. Yeah. I totally forgot about how it's just special just that I get to work here. You that's know? right. Because the enemy comes at us, and then all of a sudden we're worried about title, mm-hmm. and we're worried about, you know, oh, that but that person's getting this mm-hmm. but these all staff retreats it's a really great re-energize you know re-energizer yes. if you will yeah and i think you you know we go back we talk about values mm-hmm. we set values and value alignment and talk about what's important to us and it's just that time to kind of get everybody back on the same page and so when we rolled this out in 2018 it was really critical and it became a, a huge part of our rhythms going forward and it allowed us to, to see who we had on our team and who could rise up and what areas we were deficient and what we needed to do to, to get better and, and all that. Yes, love that. And another thing this year is something called culture codes. Yes. So during that first all-staff retreat, one of the exercises that, that I really wanted to do, I was reading the book Culture Code, is to identify what does it really mean to be a resident in the Hope is Alive program. And if you could put a term to it or a sentence to it, and you had like the ideal person who was going to come through the program, what would be the 10 tenets Mm-hmm. The 10 things that you would use to describe that person or how would they live? What would be the action statement? So we broke up into teams. I asked everybody to come up with a list of 10 things. What would it be? And we gave some examples. One of the easy ones was, hey, we live next level radically changed lives. Like if I'm a resident, that's what we do. Yeah. And this would become kind of the... Um, oh, like the mountaintop that we would look at to see this is who we want to be. Yeah by the time that we live or leave hope is alive. And so then that later on that night, we went to a restaurant. We threw all the culture codes up on the wall. There was like 30 or 40 of them. And we began to vote on them. And everybody was very opinionated on which ones they wanted to choose and which (laughs) ones meant something to them. But we came away with these 10 culture codes and they became so important um, to our residents that we put them on the walls of every single home that we have. Yep. And it helps a resident to be able to say, oh, this is kind of what I'm supposed to be. This is what we believe in. This is the way I'm supposed to behave. Um, this is like, oh, we get to be here. That's a, that's a mindset I hadn't had before. 
or, oh, we trust our leaders, so I'm going to listen to my program manager and, and trust them that they're giving me the right advice. Or, you know, we show up and we set the tone. So when we come to events, like this is who we are as Hope is mm-hmm. Alive residents. Every one of these was helping to define what it meant culturally to be a Hope is Alive resident. And I, I cannot even begin to measure the impact of the culture code um, on our organization. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think if you go to any meeting across the country for Hope is Alive, if it's a Sunday night meeting, if it's a midweek, even like, you know, with guys razzing each other, it's like, no, we get to be here, bro. Mm-hmm. Or no, we show up and we set the tone. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, you're right. It has become such a staple. I feel like also our facilities team and our program team would agree that a Hope is Alive home when we go open one, it doesn't feel like it's fully open until those codes are on the wall. That's true. That's true. <laughs> And one of the things I'll just touch on at the at the end of, of this kind of conversation is the the number ten culture code is the most important one, and it was a big step for us to say, hey, this is what we believe, and this is what we're going to stand on. But it says Jesus is always the answer. Yes. And so when somebody walks into our our homes, no matter who they are or what their worldview might be, uh, they're going to get to see what we ultimately believe um, is the thing, um, the person who sets you free, who heals your broken heart who heals the wounds inside uh, of yourself and of your past. And we believe ultimately that Jesus is the answer to all of our problems. Yes, we do. Well, Lance, always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you so much. Um, everyone stay tuned for our next episode. That'll be year uh, seven. Yeah. Yes, year seven. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. We've been going live all day. Yes, year seven. That's, as Lance said, that's a big, big year. Um, where a lot of this all starts to come into play. But again, if you have not already, register for Night of Hope, nightofhopeokc.com. Also, as we said previously, Sobriety Sprint coming up September 30th. Go ahead. It's going to be taking place in OKC, Tulsa, Wichita, and Weatherford. So register in a city near you for a family-friendly day. And we will see you again next time. This has been the Hope Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Yes.